take my wagon train to the Willamette Valley in Oregon. Be sure to come prepared. I'm fascinated. I'm fascinated, too. Right on the arm. And with the proper gear. Shall we select our masks? And even in this exacting age. Everything you say comes back to bite you. Come ready to contribute, even if your own son has his doubts. Dad and his mysterious phone calls. <laughs> Remembering what a call to Joe can do. Those phone calls put you through college. As you draw closer, note the surrounding characters. That was close to the cold. And know this, John and Mike will celebrate when you get here. Arrived at the Joe Beaver Show, 1240 Joe Radio. One, I, I saw the news and wanted to go with uh, Vincent Price and, and Pitt and the Pendulum. and Oh, Bartholomew. <laughs> <laughs> I, I forgot to watch that this Halloween. That's a classic. Doesn't he keep saying it? Yeah, oh, Bartholomew. Oh, Bartholomew. When, when Dan has been around <laughs> and you've said that, I've not I seen a smile. I don't know that <laughs> well, he understands. I, I'm, uh, congratulations to Dan Bartholomew, yeah. who has been named the director of athletics at Western Michigan. Congratulations. That's two in a month now. Yeah, Zach Lasseter. I mean, that's that's two for them. That's two for Two for Scott, <laughs> and that's good. It's a development or a developmental program in and the sense right. of, yeah. But that, those are opportunities for somebody in, in both Zach and Dan's position. So congratulations to them. If you haven't seen the news, Dan's done a great job here in a short time. Zach Lasseter has become an athletic director, and and there have been others who've moved out from within this realm in our time together. So indeed, congratulations uh, to Dan. And his family, part of that uh, cuteness and sweetness that I mentioned on the bus, on the tarmac, and and sitting and waiting to fly home, Dylan and Lily, uh, Dan and Lauren's kids, cute as can be, talking about their experiences. So now they get to they get to move to a different part of the world. Is that Kalamazoo, Doc? Well, or, you know, I don't know. I, I think it is. I, don't know. I think it is from Walla Walla, Washington to Kalamazoo, a beautiful day for a ball game. But I think it is. Anyway, welcome into the Joe Beaver Show, an abridged version today. Yeah. So let's get right to it. Open phones and texts if you have anything you'd care to talk about. 497 5356. Devin Turner is up from yesterday, so we can talk Excellent. about that. Excellent. Yeah, we, we, we repurposed, as yeah. the word goes. It was so good. Yesterday's conversation with Devin Turner to be this week's uh, podcast on the, our podcast platform. And we hope that it'll get thus a in a sense, a wider hearing from people that subscribe to the Beaver Sports Podcast. And we'll get to hear Devin Turner and his thoughts about his journey here from Dixon, California, and his experiences in the program. Really enjoyed the conversation. Very thoughtful and mm-hmm. clearly competitive, talented Mack truck of a man. I liked his <laughs> analogy of the Mack truck. It was good stuff. So we're kind of winding down. We'll have we'll be on a, a couple of days, a few days next week too. But this is the final show of the week. So if there's anything you'd like to jump in here with, as we come towards the end of the month and the year of 2021, feel free to share your thoughts with us. I hope, and since we only have an hour, Dave, I'm going to encourage you if you're listening, Dave, to join us here shortly with. 
Dave yesterday left us with, kind of teased us with the whole, here's my, my solution to all problems in the NFL, Green Bay and Seattle anyway. Essentially a swapping of quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers to the Seahawks, Russell Wilson to Green Bay. TJ immediately said no. Well, TJ just said it would not be a, a good, Rodgers not a good cultural fit in Seattle, which I, I respect TJ for viewing it in sort of a, you know, pulling back and looking at it in a, in a wider perspective than just, is he going to produce wins? But then I thought, nah, he's a fine cultural fit if he wins football games. Generally speaking, uh, I'm sorry. I just believe that that if Aaron Rodgers would be loved and embraced if he goes Russell Wilson from a, a, a few years back when Russ was in his prime. I don't think Russ is out of his prime necessarily. That's why I agree with Larry Stone. And whether Tom, I know we can get maybe too uh, preoccupied with Tom Brady's phenomenal success in George Blanda country, <laughs> but. I still think Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers both have a lot of game left. And I don't I don't know their relative ages. I'd have to go back and look at I that. Think, I, I think uh, Rodgers is 38. Rodgers is older, certainly, because we saw Russell Wilson beat us in 2011 in Madison, 35 nothing. Aaron Rodgers had played at Reeser well before then. The Beavers beat him in 03, and then he came into Reeser yeah. and beat the Beavers soundly in 04. But... Whatever the case, Dave, is that Dave on the downward dog phone yeah. line? Yes, we're going to go to him in just a second. He proposed that swap, however that would work out, to solve the problems for both franchises. And as much as we were honored by Dave to run that Babe Ruth for Joe DiMaggio type, uh, I mean, Lou, <laughs> Ted Williams for Joe DiMaggio type scenario by us. Thank you, Dave, for that. Two things. One, I thought immediately of, the talks behind the scenes for a couple of years that went on between the Yankees and Red Sox, where they discussed a trade, Joe DiMaggio, the Yankee Clipper, to the Splendid Splitter, for the Splendid Splitter in Boston, Williams for DiMaggio, because the argument was they're superstars and their games would be better in the other person's ballpark. And I'm, I've read that it was close to happening. I haven't heard. I don't know if any superstar type trades have occurred often through the years. That would that would have been one of the biggest in sports history had it been pulled off. Mm -hmm. But what Dave proposed yesterday to us is tantamount to that kind of trade. Williams for Joe DiMaggio. Well, just recently, it's not on this level probably, but uh, Goff for Stafford. Right, but two main names. True, and that, that's again that that. Almost proves the point, though. That's the best we can do. Yeah. Which is good. They're yeah. good. Right. But they ain't, no. they ain't the Yankee Clipper and the Splendid Splinter. No. Nor are they Russ Wilson and no. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. So, right. But that's a, that's a good pull that gets you moving in that direction. But rarely have swaps for superstars been made. So, with Dave running that by us, I said, hey, look, thank you. You need to push that by the legend himself, one of the inventors of Sports Talk Radio. On satellite radio, Chris Mad Dog Russo. And apparently Dave jumped in and did that not long after he talked to us. So, Dave, thank you for doing that. You got through. Welcome back. So tell us a little bit about what Mad Dog, how he responded, if you don't mind. Well, thanks, gentlemen. Yeah, I was, I, I, I'll probably break my arm patting myself on my back here, but I think I was on the air with you 
fellas about 25 after the hour of 11 o'clock. And less than an hour later, right out of his opening monologue, I called in, uh, got through the uh, screener, his producer, Colin, and I was the first call out of the gate. <laughs> I uh, commended him on an interview I'd done the day before with Chuck Mercine, mm-hmm. uh, who had kind of bounced around the NFL and played a pivotal role in the um, uh, Ice Bowl, mm-hmm. uh, which was uh, December 31st, 1966 or 67. Anyway, so I, I, I laid it out much as I had uh, for you guys, just to recapitulate for anyone um, Rogers is disaffected in Green Bay. I think uh, either Russell Wilson or Pete Carroll is going to get out of Seattle. I think Carroll's got too big of an ego to leave himself, although I wouldn't entirely rule that out. So I posited the solution for both franchises. Move Rogers to uh, Seattle and uh, Wilson to Green Bay. With Wilson having already, as you pointed out, uh, played at Wisconsin. Chris thought he had two reactions. One was, it seems as if Rogers has kind of begun to reestablish some rapport with management in Green Bay, Mm -hmm. which is true. But nonetheless, earlier this week, he was asked about that very phenomenon. And all he said, this was a golden opportunity for him to say, yeah, I'm happy. I'm here for the duration. He didn't say that. Rogers just simply said, I just like playing football. So mm. I told you, I mm. told Mad Dog, I think Rodgers has crossed the Rubicon. He'd love to win going out, and as a Green Bay fan, I'd love him to do it. But I said, I think he's gone next year. And the re- and I offered the rationale that the reason Green Bay has been reluctant to trade Rodgers is they, obviously that they have no confidence, or they probably have little confidence at this point in Jordan Love. Ironically, this is just a new observation. Green Bay drafted the wrong guy out of Utah in, in the 2019 draft. They should have taken Huntley uh, uh, in Salt Lake City rather than Love up in up in Logan, as as the game last Sunday against Baltimore proved. Chris thought uh, the age differential was an impediment, but I count, and he actually engaged in some dialogue with me. Uh, which is unusual mm-hmm. in the national contest. Mm-hmm. When you talk to national talk guys, you've got to get on and you've got to get out, right. which is why uh, even when I call you, I just kind of do a complete dump and as, as much or as little <laughs> of it gets over the air as can be. But he, uh, I said, well, that can be compensated with some draft picks. I said, I mean, Green Bay, I mean, Seattle's in desperate need of not only getting a quarterback who's happy, but they need to replenish from that atrocious Jamal Adams trade. So I think Green Bay could throw in a one, maybe a couple other lower round draft picks. Uh, but uh, and, and his other Mad Dog, his other skip point of skepticism was why would Wilson feel comfortable following Rodgers in Green Bay? And I said he's got a connection in in Wisconsin. He would be playing for an offensive minded coach in Matt Lafleur which Pete Carroll is demonstrably not. And uh, I said, for all of these reasons, I said, Mad Dog, I said, this would be a trade made in heaven. Your analogy, Mike, which I fully said, this would be, I think, because that the Roger, the uh, Williams for DiMaggio trade was never made. No. But this swap, this would be the most epic trade, I would argue, in all of sports history, but it makes eminent sense 
for both franchises. Hmm. We'll see if it happens. Now, did you? Uh, but, that hey, Dave, that part of it. Did you run that by Chris? That if this trade occurred, it would be the most epic in sports history. Did you run that thought I by did, him? I, I did not. Okay. That's your insight. If I ever, if it ever happened, I'll, I'll credit uh, <laughs> uh, Mike Parker. Now, by the way. You mentioned Chris Russo and the invention of Sports Talk Radio. Of course, through the generosity of his earlier boss in India, you've met the guy who gave Russo his start in broadcasting. (laughs) That was the former owner of the Seattle Mariners. He bailed you out in Indianapolis. He sure did, and he he helped get Letterman his start, too. That's a pretty good track record. Smolian did. Yeah, Jeff Smolian, the guy who opened the door for me in Indy. Literally, <laughs> yes. <laughs> he opened doors too, figuratively, for Chris Mad Dog Russo and David Letterman. Yeah. So I think Chris was a little skeptical. Yeah. I'm I actually having explicated the argument. I'm actually more convinced now than ever that it makes sense, especially since Rogers had the chance to yes. say, "Yeah, everything's good. It's all worked out." But he didn't take it. So I think he still wants to get traded. Wilson's obviously not happy, and John. Not to not to be put too sharp a point on it, but this is ten times the golf well, Matthew. Oh yeah, track, yeah, you know, yeah. I was just his only thing I could yeah, come up yeah, with. Yeah, and that's that underscores the point that yeah. it's hard to come up with anything even close. And if this happens, Dave, I'm not sure. We'll take a hey, Dave. We we got a short show today. We appreciate you f- uh, kind of finishing the rest of the story. Thanks for that, and Merry Christmas to you, Dave. We'll talk again next week. Thanks, I Dave. hope. Thank you, sir. Okay. Okay, fellas, same to you both. Bye. Thank you. Let's do break on that note. And if anybody can think of superstar for superstar, and that would be the case here. Dave just said it would be if it happens, which it probably won't, but if it did, the most epic trade in sports history. What qualifies for that now in terms of like to like? Now, Goff and Stafford, in the modern era, modern Mm -hmm. times, yeah, I mean, those are kind of, like in terms of accomplishment and where they were, I mean, in their careers, in, in a sense, they're close. Yeah, and they're both major, you know, names and longtime yeah. is, starting quarterbacks. Is there anything at all remotely close to? And it never happened. Dimaggio for Williams was teased even in the day. Sports radio days would take the subject up. Well, do you want Dimaggio or not? Well, I. <laughs> You know, that would have been an unbelievable trade. With Ted's swing in New York, he would have hit the 61 before Maris did, and Joe DiMaggio would have worn out the wall. How far along did the talks get? I'm not sure exactly. If it was just thrown out there. No, it was talked about at a very serious level. And I think at times maybe even what I've read fueled occasionally by some alcoholic uh, endeavors where, (laughs) I'm going to do it tonight, you know, that type of thing. If you... If you'd like to join us, feel free. Any thoughts on superstar for superstar trade? Has it ever happened? Now, superstars have been traded and moved. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Wilt Chamberlain have been traded. For far less than what their value is. I mean, for Wilt, you see, the Lakers sent Archie Clark, Daryl Imhoff, and Jerry Chambers. Plus about 10 picks. And a couple of draft picks to get Wilt. So can anybody think of anything else where it's, major star, maybe even fall a little short of super. I'm just trying to think of, you know, Frank Robinson from Milt Pappas for crying out loud. Now, Milt was better. Milt said, I won more games than Don Drysdale, and he did. But Milt Pappas for Frank Robinson ended up being an okay trade for Cincinnati, but a great one for Baltimore. I'm just trying to think of anything in any sport that you can think of. Oh, I got one for you. If you do, and you can come up with it, feel free to jump in. We need to break 
497-5356, only here until uh, noon today. So give us a call or send us a text if you have any thoughts on these or other matters on 1240 Joe Radio. Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation change? Hi, I'm former Oregon State athlete Tim Ewis, your Corvallis Edward Jones financial advisor. When we work together, we'll focus on what's important to you. We'll use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And we'll partner to help your strategy stay on track. Contact me today, 541-758-8. Two four five Edward Jones, member SIPC. Master the mealtime rush with a refrigerator that helps you cut down on clutter. The Whirlpool four-door refrigerator keeps groceries in sight and easy to find. From easy-reach shelves to a flexible ice bin, see how the four sleek compartments help keep ingredients organized so that you can get dinner on the table. Visit Kellenberger Appliance to learn more. Kellenberger Appliance, 21 Main Street, Lebanon, serving all our appliance needs since 1918. Visit Kellenberger Appliance today. If you've been putting off that home remodeling project, now's the time to get it done, and Corvallis Floor Covering can help. Stop by and browse through their large showroom with a wide variety of carpet, vinyl, laminate, tile, wood flooring, and window coverings from all the popular brands. The staff, Wendy, Robin, and Brian, have years of combined experience and look forward to working with you. Corvallis Floor Covering is at the corner of 2nd and Van Buren downtown or log on to CorvallisFloorCovering.com. Shop local. Shop Corvallis Floor Covering. Middleton Heating has kept Mid-Valley residents comfortable for over 72 years. Middleton can service, repair, or replace all types of brands of heating and cooling equipment. Plus, they offer financing options on new equipment and also participate in state and federal incentive programs. If your heating unit is giving you trouble, if you have kitchen or dryer venting needs, or if you're just looking for some sheet metal, call Middleton Heating today. You can count on Middleton Heating for all your heating, cooling, venting, and sheet metal needs. Find them online at middletonheating.net. folks linda McHenry eats and treats cafe and the holiday season is here can't think of a better way to celebrate than gathering friends and family around some eats and treats darn good comfort food and serious barbecue and don't forget our amazing baked goods from our on-premise bakery whether an intimate dinner for four or a gathering up to 40 in our gallery or even a larger party at your home or office eats and treats smoked meats are a wonderful addition to your holiday entertaining and remember our gift cards for the perfect stocking stuffer that's eats and treats cafe corner of 17th and main street in philomath Kraken Cards in downtown Corvallis carries sports cards, Pokemon cards, MTG cards, board games, collectibles, playmats, and more. All great holiday gifts. Come in and be surprised with all the holiday deals. Kraken Cards, 114 Southwest 3rd in downtown Corvallis. Check out our upcoming events at KrakenTradingCards.com. Kraken Cards, your connection to everything fun. Do you ever experience headaches or how about back pain? Here at Horesco Chiropractic, we truly believe that everybody deserves to live a life without pain. Our doctors will get to the root of your condition and create a custom treatment plan to help you get back to living the best version of your life. Our patients often say how amazed they feel to live a life with less pain after they have experienced how effective chiropractic care is. Start on the journey of improved health by giving us a call today or visiting our website at horesco.com. Horesco Chiropractic in Corvallis. We really can make a world of difference for you. Donna Bella in downtown Corvallis is helping support our local community by giving back. During the month of December, Donna Bella is donating a percentage of all sales to Lynn Benton Food Share. 
supporting local families during the holiday season. A double blessing. So come in during the sleep sale and save while you help give a double blessing this Christmas season. Donna Bella Fine Lingerie on 2nd Street, downtown Corvallis. All right, welcome back. No, no, uh, no takers yet on the trade, name for name trade. Now, I know I should know this. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to expose my lack of knowledge of history. But what was the, the Ruth from Boston to New York deal? Oh, that was for uh, ownership of some circus or something? <laughs> I like, no, I don't know the, all the details. I've read about it and heard about it my whole life. And the phrase that comes to mind is, for a price, they sent him down to old New York. <laughs> Babe, the other day, in fact, at Treebeards, and I don't know if Randy Holmes at Angry Beaver would probably get the trivia question right, there was a, there was a question, and I almost stood up and say, I object to the question itself, because <laughs> the question was, what famous baseball Superstar was traded by the New York uh, by the Boston Red Sox to mm-hmm. the New York Yankees in nineteen twenty or whatever was the question. Yeah. And I excuse me, sir, he wasn't traded. You know, wanted to be that guy in the back that would annoy the heck out of the, the proprietor Dave and the MC at Treebeards. But Babe was not traded. For a price he was sent down to old New York. And changed not officially a trade the landscape forever. 125 grand, I believe, he was sold for. I think that was wow. the figure. Harry Frizee, in some financial difficulty, needed uh, some yes. money, right? Because you know. he had a floundering. No, no, Nanette, I believe, was the show. Thing. But but I mean, there's some apocryphal elements to that story, from what I've heard. I'd have to go back and check my big fella Jane Levy or my Robert Creamer Babe, the legend comes to life, or my Ken Sobel biography on Babe, and I've read. That stuff didn't interest me as much until he became the Sultan of Swat and the Bambino in New York. But I do, I know he was sold, mm. not traded. Mm. Wow. I did invoke Babe the other night, 2,873. I announced the attendance late. We have in our lives, I hope all of us do, mnemonic devices to remember yeah. things. Numbers, we play the numbers game or whatever. Yeah, I'll remember. I'll remember phone numbers on the basis of biblical verses that I happen to know, 8411, uh, Psalm 8411, so I'll use that, and that's been a phone number that I've tried to remember over the years of a, of a friend and that type of thing. So I use okay. uniforms, numbers. It's a good, it's a, it, we have ways of, of connecting to certain things. And I saw the attendance, oh, 2,873, the number of hits by Babe Ruth. <laughs> And the number of fans in the stands tonight at Gill. That's a good match. It, it is landed, a good match. It's perfectly. A first time I've ever been able to say it. First time there's ever been a crowd at 2,873 at Gill. Otherwise, I would have said something about and it. And because there's so many numbers in that, probably the last time you'll ever be <laughs> able to say Probably never that. say it again, but it was fun to be able to. For a price, they sent him down to mm. old New York and changed everything. Had the babe stayed in Boston? You don't have the curse of the Bambino, mm-hmm. and the Red Sox are the Yankees, of t- of, uh, and not the other right, way around. Right. And the Red Sox might have the 30 championships or whatever it is. And just as the Lakers have 17, and yet they're a mess right now. Michael Thompson, Mike Trudell. We'll get to that in a minute. I, wanna, I do want to talk yeah. a little bit about that phenomenon of a Laker broadcast in a moment. Doug in Salem. Doug, thanks for the call. Welcome to the Joe Beaver Show. Well, thank you. I just got back yesterday from the uh, 
uh, somewhat disastrous game, I thought, you know, in Los Angeles. Uh, I just wondered if your, your radio show must have been kind of lively on Monday after that somewhat disappointing football game we had on Saturday evening. It was just uh, such an incredible start to it. I mean, three plays, you know, one minute, we're up 7 nothing. we already matched the point spread, and then... <clears throat> 50, 59 minutes and, and just three, you know, two field goals and six points. And it was, uh, wow. I mean, as the game went on and on and on, I just, <laughs> I felt so <laughs> depleted, you know, it was just, I know. nothing was I happening. Know. And I know it was just, you know, got worse and worse. You know, I just wondering what the fans were saying on Monday, maybe Tuesday on your show. Well, Doug, it's a it's a good, fair question. I understand the the feeling and the question. Right now, I feel to you a little bit as Wayne Tinkle to me when I sat down with Wayne prior to the game in his office on Tuesday. We had the Beavers played Nichols Tuesday night, and I did my usual pregame interviews with coaches and players well before the event. I, as you just did with me, I wanted to go back. <laughs> Go back and talk to Coach a little bit about the Texas A&M game and, you know, what had happened in it. And you, I said, just judging by the game stories I've read and talking to John, referring to John Warren, I was telling Coach, and, and reading the box score and all of that, it sounds like you played a lot of good basketball in the game. Uh, you know, what from your view, what happened? And he kind of went over, well, we had a stretch where we turned it over and we got a little sloppy with the ball and that cost us, et cetera. I should have just let it go at that, but I kind of pursued, well, what kind of turnovers were they? I mean, whose fault was it? You know, just trying to get a feel for what was happening. And, and I, he actually, he, it's not as though he told me to shut up or take your box score. And, you know, mm. but all he said was park. I, you know, <laughs> he said, park, I, I don't, he said, we, there were a lot of things that didn't go well, but he goes, darn it. We've got to, we, we, meaning right now, you, we've got to move on from this. I've moved on from it. The coaches have, it's all about tonight and getting back on the right track. I utterly respected that point of view, Doug, because, because with me and commiserating, I would, you know, as we all do after losses, I could have, I probably could have wallowed a little longer in what went wrong, just as. When you bring up what happened at SoFi Stadium on Saturday, we could go over it play-by-play play and lament a lot of things that didn't go well, and there were many things that didn't go well. That's true. But part of me has decided to, and I'm not saying you have to, no one has to do anything, but part of me has decided to try to pull back and look at the season as a whole, the very fact that we have a bowl game to kind of lament over and quibble about and complain about is a good thing in itself because we haven't been able to do this for a long time. So Doug, I, I I'm just grateful. And I was grateful being on a bus with all the families who got to go to a bowl game and listen to the kids chatter about going to universal studios in Disneyland and how much fun they had being in a bowl trip that while there are things that Jonathan and the staff need to address and will address. And Jonathan himself said, we've got to do better as coaches. All these things, that's all true. And the points you could bring up, we could spend the rest of this show talking about, well, why did they, what happened here? And how come this? And they need to get better in this area. That's all true. But, Doug, in a holiday season with only an hour show today, I guess what I'm saying is you're right to not feel good about what happened in the game Saturday. But I hope overall for you, the experience of going there, of having a bowl game to go to, in a sense, outweighs the negative experience you may have felt in watching the game itself. 
Right. Did you did you talk at all about the experience of the band? They they had an amazing, difficult trip, three day trip, and they got turned around and they had to whip around to the coast. And then yes, yes, they we just did. made it to the, uh, the the rally just by. Well, they didn't make it on time. They made it, you know, ten minutes late. They didn't. They had to assemble, and then they they arrived inside the the rally area twenty minutes late. They just they just literally arrived through L.A. traffic. You know. Did you talk very much about that? You yes, show? actually, I did during the football broadcast itself and then a little bit on Monday. My question for you, Doug, is were you at that pep rally? Yes, I was. I, I talked to a, a couple of parents of uh, one of the band members. He filled me in on, yeah. on what happened, how the band, five you know, five whole buses got turned around, apparently, around Ashland because of the snow yes. and everything. They, Pretty amazing. They had to go Go ahead. Yeah, and pretty amazing, but they got turned around, and I give them credit for this. They traveled as a team. They went as a team because what I understood was a bus, one bus broke down in Coburg. The other four could have proceeded along and said, well, good luck to you. You know, be warmed and filled. Have a nice time. Uh, we hope you make it. They, they all went together. They, they waited. And so the other four buses could, they closed the pass just before, as the buses, had the bus breakdown not occurred, they would have been able to go over the Siskiyou Pass and made it in good time. But as it was, they waited, as they should, for their fifth bus that had broken down in Coburg. So it's a good team. It's a lesson in teamwork, I think, too, that they all waited for the other. Uh, to you know, They waited for each other and then got there late. You're right. They moved the the. the uh, I think the pepper alley a half hour to 40 minutes, a little bit late to accommodate the arriving bands that just struggled through the traffic to get there uh, a little late, but in time enough to be uh, participants in the pep rally. So I like that as a story about uh, the, the team waiting for one another. Yeah, I didn't, I, the, the two uh, parents didn't tell me about the bus breaking down. <laughs> I, I heard it. Here, here was this, Bus were all five buses. These kids, you know, wandering, you know, from the mountains and the coastline in Crescent City, yep. back to Sacramento and yep. then down to I five, and just making it, <laughs> you know, not really on time, but really, you know, but the, the rally didn't start to about twenty minutes after it's supposed to. Yes, about maybe ten to six, and so, um, so it went off real well, and there were a lot of you know, Oregon State fans were all revved up for the game. Yep. And then the game happened, and uh, it, I, I felt about halfway through the first quarter that something was going wrong that we weren't able to run on this team. Mm -hmm. and, uh, mm -hmm. uh, I, and then it, it just got you know worse and worse. Then that 60-yard pass, I mean, they brought in this kid. I didn't know it was a third stringer, but just yep. you know, started his first, playing his first, first you know, uh, yep. uh, downs, and all of a sudden he's throwing a 60-yard pass. <laughs> I know. And then all, it was just a shocker, you know? Yes. And then then the turnover in the fourth quarter, I mean, it was just, uh, it was just a, a bummer of a game, I guess. I mean, it was just, uh, it was just the game went on. It was just, it just nothing was happening on offense, and the defense played their heart out, you know? They and, did. Uh, yeah, they did. We just couldn't run the ball, and, and the quarterback couldn't throw again, you know? And so it was, it was just an amazing one, you know? You know, it was one good minute, and then fifty-eight, nine minutes of uh, 
not not very much on offense. So hey, was, Doug, I'm going to introduce you introduce know, you to the head uh, men's basketball coach, Wayne. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're right. You're right. I can't. Everything you say is true, and it was disappointing yeah. and frustrating. I'm with you. But the question, Doug, I asked is, did you have a good time going to a bowl game? I sure did. Okay, yeah, good. it was nice. It's been eight years a long time. Yes. Uh, it was kind of strange. I couldn't buy a paper ticket. They only do things through cell phones. I found, I found that kind of strange. But the weather was really nice. It was actually yeah. warm down Sunset Beach and Surfside and Seal Beach. It was just a, a, a different world down there. And now it's cold and wet back in Oregon, you know. And anyway... <laughs> Hope you have a nice uh, Thank you, Doug. Uh, Christmas Eve tomorrow. You too. And, and We love hearing from okay. you. I'm glad you Thanks, made Doug. it back safely, Doug. Thanks for the call. Let's break on that note, Doc. He talked about Seal Beach, uh, enjoying the sunshine. It rained down there, too, and I know it because Just I listened before, to Michael yeah. Thompson and Mike Trudell, and I do, I do want to share with you their style, an interesting approach in life on a basketball play-by-play call. Next, 1240 Joe Radio. Give a hobby this holiday season from Trump's Hobbies. At Trump's, you'll find the latest in RC cars, trucks, helicopters, boats, and planes, plus model trains and games, plastic models, collector cards, and modeling tools. Trump's is a full-line old-fashioned hobby shop, the kind of store that you don't see much of anymore. They've been serving the area since 1972. Stop by during the Timber Hill Shopping Center in Corvallis. Trump's Hobbies, bringing enjoyment to life. If you feel you're overpaying on your taxes and you're not as profitable as you should be, you're not alone. At Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, they can help because that's what they do. They work with individuals and business owners to lower your taxes, increase your profit, and manage your cash flow. They provide bookkeeping and payroll services too. Give them a call at 541-753-4185. That's 753-4185. And get in the game. Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, your hometown tax team. And go be Stargazer Premier Florist in Corvallis knows that the holiday season is a special time with special meaning. That's why during these unprecedented times, Stargazer is providing contactless deliveries with a focus on keeping families and friends connected and safe during the holidays. Choose from Stargazer Premier Florist's wide selection of fresh floral arrangements, gift baskets, and houseplants. Stop in, call, or view Stargazer selection online at StargazerPremierFlorist.com. Stargazer Premier Florist, 925 Northwest Service. Boulevard, Corvallis. Howdy, folks. Linda McHenry Eats and Treats Cafe, and the holiday season is here. Can't think of a better way to celebrate than gathering friends and family around some Eats and Treats darn good comfort food and serious barbecue. And don't forget our amazing baked goods from our on-premise bakery. Whether an intimate dinner for four or a gathering up to 40 in our gallery or even a larger party at your home or office, Eats and Treats smoked meats are a wonderful addition to your holiday entertaining. And remember our gift cards for the perfect stocking stuffer. That's Eats and Treats Cafe, corner of 17th and Main Street in Philomath. Here at locally owned and operated Alirica Networks, we use the same service you do, so you can be rest assured that you're getting the very best internet service, whether for home, business, or enterprise. At Alirica, we make sure that each of our valued customers gets the plan that best fits their needs. So whether you require basic service or faster speeds for gaming or HD video streaming, we will make sure to match you with the plan that works best for your home or business. Alirica Networks always goes the extra mile. Give us a call or find out more at Alirica.net. 
Kraken cards in downtown Corvallis carry sports cards, Pokemon cards, MTG cards, board games, collectibles, playmats, and more. All great holiday gifts. Come in and be surprised with all the holiday deals. Kraken Cards, 114 Southwest 3rd in downtown Corvallis. Check out our upcoming events at KrakenTradingCards.com. Kraken Cards, your connection to everything fun. If you are a veteran and live in Lynn County, there are benefits and services available to you at Lynn County Veterans Services. You've earned them. Use them. Call 541-926-3882 and take advantage of what you've earned. Home loans, disability compensation, health care, transportation, and more. Lynn County Veterans Services is here to help you. If you are a veteran and live in Lynn County, call 541-926-3882 and thank you for serving your country. Lynn County Veterans Services, serving our local veterans. Woodstock's Pizza on Kings Boulevard in Corvallis truly is pizza for all. Whether you're on the offense, the defense, or the special teams, maybe even the third string punter, Woodstock's is pizza for all. With over 36 fresh toppings to choose from, six sauce options, three crust options, also gluten-free and non-dairy options, and delivery to most of Corvallis. Woodstock's Pizza on Kings Boulevard in Corvallis truly is pizza for all. Even third string punters. Who is the Beeves third string punter? Back on the Joe Beaver Show. In this next segment, John and Mike will show you their musical skills. Guys, whistle along. Come on, guys, it's not that hard. Like this. The Joe Beaver Show on 1240 Joe Radio. Which film was it, John, that Michael Keaton played he's like he he was running a, a factory or some sort of gung-ho gung-ho which i don't remember much <laughs> about the movie but my favorite exchange is when he's trying to inspire <laughs> the funny. troops with uh, a speech you know i mean you remember in rocky when and he, you yeah. know come on <laughs> and all the workers you know now was it which rocky what was the old man did he die or a uh, club or line you know, can you imagine <laughs> that guy, Michael Keaton, has had Funny. an amazing career. He was huge in the late 70s, early 80s in those comedies. Yes, he was. Uh, Mr. Mom with Terry Gar, Gung Ho, mm -hmm. Night Shift with Henry Winkler. Beetlejuice? Is he in uh, that? Beetlejuice. Okay. He was Beetlejuice. And then went quiet for mm -hmm. at least 15 years. And now... A major resurgence. He, he's been in a lot of stuff over Good the actor. last 10 years. I've never seen the film Birdman, but I hear he's great in that, and that's a he's, good I'll movie. tell you what he's really good in, and I can't remember the exact name of the movie, but it's about the Ray Kroc story, and he's Ray Kroc. Oh, okay. Where they basically just, uh, what would be a clean word? They they do a bad job. He, he does a bad job of stealing McDonald's from the McDonald's brothers. <laughs> True story, then. True story. Yeah, I, I like him. He's a good actor, but that scene where he's trying to explain, <laughs> and the, and he's just trying to get a point across about pulling together and working hard and never giving up. Remember in Rocky, and then all they want to do, well, which Rocky? I mean, which, <laughs> yeah, that's does the, the old man die? <laughs> does he fight the Russian? And then he, well, no, you're, you're missing the point. What I mean is, and then as he walks away after saying, we just got to pull together, we got to keep fighting and, and never give up. You yeah. know, I have the tiger. Yeah. Oh, I have the tiger. And then, and then they, he, walks, he walks away after delivering his pep talk speech and the workers say to each other, 
You never saw Rocky. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's, That's good scene. stuff. It's the best scene of the film, as far as I'm concerned. Gung Ho, thank you for reminding me. I'll watch it for that and, one scene alone. And while we're on the subject of movies, mm-hmm. uh, I started to watch one, and you know, everybody wants to know what, what's a good movie. And, and what's a good Christmas movie? Here's a movie I've never heard of, never seen. It's only about five years old, and it's, it's a somewhat true portrayal of Charles Dickens and how he came about the Christmas Carol story. And it was, I, I only got about 45 minutes into it, and we had to kill it. There was too much noise oh, and people, it was yes, family yes. over last night. What's and it called? It's called, I had to ask, uh, um, it's called The... The Man Who Invented Christmas. Oh, I've seen that <laughs> title going along. The The only actor I, I recognize in it is Christopher Plummer, who plays the muse for Scrooge. Oh, okay. And he's, as Dickens is imagining, coming up with the ideas, he's alone in his, in his office, and Christopher Plummer just kind of pops out of nowhere and tells him mm. the story for him. It's his way mm-hmm. of thinking of what the story will be. Christopher Plummer's alive, but he pops in and you see them talking to each other. I like it. I like the sound it's of it. It's really good. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there are some Hollywood, you know, stuff in there, but I understand mm-hmm. it's true. I guess he wrote Oliver Twist. It was a huge smash. And then he wrote three books after that that were huge failures. Mm. He was in debt. The publishing company didn't want to give him a loan for a new book. He was only six weeks out from Christmas, so he decided to do it on his own, and then we had to turn it off. And the rest is history. And then it's kind of neat because it shows you all the different people he meets that end up as characters the story. in the story. Yeah, yeah, I like. Okay, yeah. thank you for that. The man yeah. who invented Christmas. I've seen it come up, just kind of searching yeah. around. And what is that? And I've never minutes, even looked into it. I think you, it. you, you and Mister would you, like Doc. it. Thank you. I like Christopher Plummer and almost everything he's in too. He's there's good. some funny lines between the two. So. Driving around Los Angeles, and we're only going to noon today. If you have any thoughts on uh, any of these important matters, 497-5356, the Downward Dog phone line, the University Honda text line. When I tuned in to a Laker game, which, you know, again, going to the Southland for old time's sake, I know I could find these things. I could buy a league pass. I could listen anytime I want to any games. But for me, when I go back to the Southland and have a little more time than just a quick in-and-out trip where you're there, spend the night, go to the stadium, and come home on a charter, this time getting there Wednesday night, I had Thursday. And Thursday after practice at El Camino, I drove out to to my old hometown, Hacienda Heights, and went to my elementary school and to my junior high and high school and Mm. saw the house that Jared Lucas built where he scored all his points and the, (laughs) the threes and all of that. There was no basketball practice or anything going on. Otherwise, I would have talked to Jared's dad, who was his coach there at Los mm-hmm. Altos. So that was a fun day. But the night before, Wednesday night, driving forever in the rain from LAX to the team hotel, the Lakers were on. Michael Thompson and Mike Trudell. But it took me a while to figure out, and that's what I found unusual. I turn on the Laker station, which was 710 KMPC, the old KMPC in Los Angeles, 710. And I'm hearing a guy say something like, well, they went with a double team again. Uh, And LeBron was able to find the open man. Michael, that's a, I'm not sure that defensive strategy is going to work if, if the Lakers keep exploiting that or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then Michael starts talking and says, and Memphis scores at the other end to tie the game at 14. <laughs> and then he starts doing play-by-play for a possession or two. Then Mike Trudell comes back and handles most of the play-by-play. 
But every once in a while, Michael would just pop in with, that was a good pass to Austin Reeves, and he showed his shooting ability hitting the three, and now the Lakers need to get back on defense, and they don't, and Memphis scores again. Something like that. And I'm just, I'm going, what is this? Is this a mystery science theater approach to broadcasting a game? Like it. it sounds like it. Like two guys sitting there kind of just watching talking. the game and talking over it. But it wasn't on television. This was a radio broadcast. Do you, have you heard that anywhere else? No, I've never heard anything quite like that. And I don't know if that's how Ireland and Michael work on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. John Ireland, the, the regular play-by-play guy, wasn't there. But in a strange way, I'm not here to pile on it and say it was bad. In fact, say, in a strange was way, it? it was pretty entertaining and interesting. Just what's going on? At one point, somebody, Bullock, I don't know, the, the some player named Bullock missed a free throw, and Michael... He shoots as badly as Sandra Bullock, you know, something like that. And then moments later, Anthony Davis made a nice play and made a bad shot or made a bad pass. And he said, ah, yeah, Betty Davis can shoot better than that. (laughs) Trudell, who's Betty Davis? Come on, Michael. We need a little bit more relevant. And the game action is still going on as he's asking and engaging Michael. I can tell because I can hear it kind of the PA guy in the background basket by so-and-so. Action's going on, and they're talking about Betty Davis. And Michael says, Betty Davis, you don't know who Betty Davis, she's a superstar, Trudell. Name name one movie she's ever been in. Well, I can't do that, but she's a superstar. (laughs) I wanted to pull over and text him Dark Victory, but I, you know, too much traffic, I couldn't get to the. It sounds like Walton when he's doing a game. A little bit, yeah. Just getting way away from the But on radio. Which is worse, because you can't see it. In a strange way, I mean, it was I, I oddly, don't, I don't like it. oddly should, compelling. We should bring this back up on Monday because I want to know from the listener, do you like this new thing? Mm-hmm. And then this idea that you and TJ were talking about people, play-by-play guys, but, incorporating text. Yeah, very interactive. The, uh, uh, no, I don't like it. <clears throat> David Locke in Utah. I talked to Scotty Gerard, the voice of Utah State, uh, before the Beavers played Utah State in a bowl game that I've kind of moved on from, Doug. Anyway, uh, before that game, Scotty, I said I was listening. I kind of ran it by Scotty, a fellow play-by-play guy. Just yeah. say, hey, what do you have you heard that? What do you think? And he goes, oh, David Locke in Utah is a lot like that. And I remember you and I discussed this years ago. Locke, right. when he was in Seattle, said, I'm going to kind of. He just said there's been a template. There's a way to do play-by-play, but it's not written that, that thou shalt call play-by-play this way. So I'm going to. Just go about it in a different way. And he is more conversational. And he incorporates tweets and texts and faces and books is into he, his broadcast. Is he the voice of the jazz? He's the voice of the jazz. I said, how is it received? He goes, oh, people seem to like him. They took him a while after Hot Rod Hunley, but he yeah. said people people seem to, to like it. It's quirky. It's different. I always thought, we always thought, for right. as long as radio has been a medium doing play-by-play sports, it's about the facts. How much time is on the clock? Who has the lead? Who has the ball? What's right. the scenario? And, right. then, and then repeat. Rinse and repeat. Basketball has, <clears throat> has more repetition than anything because of the, the frequency yeah. of possessions. Yeah. Basket scored, you give the score, you give the time, and now the other five comes down the other way. And it becomes a challenge in what we do to come up with new ways of saying the same thing. The same thing. stuff. Like, right. and, and I learned a lot from Sean Lee. He would say, 
uh, instead of, you know, 104 to 102, Portland is on top. Okay, yeah. that's one. And then the basket, uh, let's say they're down by eight, and the, the Blazers hit a shot, a two-pointer, and he would say, uh, and that it pulls Portland to within six. Without giving the right. direct, so here is the can, score now. You can, yes. you can figure out what's going on right. in any number of ways, and it's not completely repetitive, and that's the art of play-by-play. But, yeah, and I'm with you. On radio, one feels as though you do owe a little bit to the the person stuck in L.A. traffic. Uh-huh. It was interesting, though, to hear Michael. and Michael would come on, and he would give the play-by-play guy would make an observation about, well, they defended the pick and roll a little bit different that time, Michael. They, they you know, they hedged it high, and the Lakers took advantage with a pocket pass, and that's good action, Michael. Michael. Yeah, and the score is now tied at 28, and here comes uh, Memphis the other way. I mean, just different. They had to have meetings, and someone had to say, here's how I want you to do this. And because there is no there's no absolute way to do it. No. And, and, and part of it, too, gets back to on television, one of the geniuses of the television medium was Ray Scott calling Packers games way back in the day with a spare, stark, trimmed approach. Dowler left, Carol right, star, complete to McGee. But that's on television, and yeah, that works. Yeah, yeah. But when he did USFL games that we, I remember, oh, my gosh, Ray Scott in Portland. Right, it was one right. of my, I remember exactly where I was when I first heard him. Ray Scott's doing a Portland game? Yeah. He was a little more detailed, but even on even there on radio, he had that, when you listen to Kevin Harlan and others do Monday Night Football on national radio, they give every single detail yeah. possible. Yeah. Takes the chest high snap, yeah. holds his hands out for the shotgun snap, receives it with two hands. Chest high. Chest high, shotgun snap. Right and foot pivots. Yeah, over exa- the, everything know. that's humanly possible in description of detail. <laughs> and th- I think that is more of the model that we lived under growing up, that yeah. you try to give as much as you can on radio, but I feel like... What I heard and what I hear in Utah, what I heard in L.A., maybe there's a move to less is more. Let's take a final break and wrap up today and the weekend uh, heading into the weekend show next, 1240 Joe Radio. So the wife rolls into the living room. Honey, you need to get off of the couch and get busy on that list of projects I have for you. And I says to her, but I don't have all the equipment. Oh, she rattles off. That's no excuse. You can rent all the tools and equipment you need from Philomath Rental. And since they're open seven days a week, you can go out there today. All right already. Darn you, Philomath Rental. Philomath Rental, behind Landmark Realty, one and a half miles west of the Sunset Shopping Center. Tools and equipment for farm, home, and business. Showers or baths? Which do you prefer? Hi, this is Katie with Albin's Plumbing. You deserve a bathroom that fits you, whether that be a walk-in shower or a luxurious soaker tub. Let Albin's Plumbing handle your bathroom remodel from beginning to end. Then all you have to do is turn on the water and relax. At Albin's Plumbing, plumbing's all we do. Call 754-8282, Albin's Plumbing. Hi, this is Oregon State football alum and owner of Angry Beaver Grill, Randy Holmes. Come try our updated menu with new items such as the Prime Rib Philly Cheesesteak, and don't miss our Prime Rib and Salmon Dinners on Friday. Every Wednesday, starting at 5 o'clock, try our $7 all-you-can-eat spaghetti dinner with garlic bread and salad. Angry Beaver also offers catering for groups large and small. 
Give me a call to schedule your holiday gathering, wedding, reunion, or any special occasion. Support local at Angry Beaver Grill on 4th Street in downtown Corvallis. If you've been putting off that home remodeling project, now's the time to get it done, and Corvallis Floor Covering can help. Stop by and browse through their large showroom with a wide variety of carpet, vinyl, laminate, tile, wood flooring, and window coverings from all the popular brands. The staff, Wendy, Robin, and Brian, have years of combined experience and look forward to working with you. Corvallis Floor Covering is at the corner of 2nd and Van Buren downtown or log on to CorvallisFloorCovering.com. Shop local. Shop Corvallis Floor Covering. Tis the season to be comfy, cozy, elegant, sophisticated, sassy, and sexy. From Donabella Fine Lingerie in Corvallis, you'll find the finest lingerie from around the world featuring fashion and everyday bras. And choose from a glamorous display of jewelry for under the tree. Donabella has free gift wrapping and gift certificates to make it easier on the man in your life. Tis the season to be comfy, cozy, elegant, sophisticated, sassy, and sexy. From Donabella Fine Lingerie, between Jackson and Monroe in Corvallis. Your locally owned and operated Qdoba Mexican Eats in Corvallis, Salem, and Eugene are hiring now. Qdoba is currently looking to add new and flavorful talent to their restaurant teams. New hires can earn $14 to $15 per hour. You'll also enjoy great perks including benefits, free employee meals, and a flexible schedule. Students are welcome to apply. Call or stop by the Corvallis, Salem, or Eugene Qdoba today to learn more and apply. Qdoba Mexican Eats is an equal opportunity employer. Master the mealtime rush with a refrigerator that helps you cut down on clutter. The Whirlpool four-door refrigerator keeps groceries in sight and easy to find. From easy-reach shelves to a flexible ice bin, see how the four sleek compartments help keep ingredients organized so that you can get dinner on the table. Visit Kellenberger Appliance to learn more. Kellenberger Appliance, 21 Main Street, Lebanon, serving all our appliance needs since 1918. Visit Kellenberger Appliance today. Independent Auto Works has been servicing and repairing Volkswagens for over 50 years. They're experts on Jettas, Passats, Nuno Beetles, Golfs, PDIs, Eurovans, and Vanagans. And they work on most other makes and models, too. They're on 13th Street near the OSU campus in Corvallis. Independent Auto Works, the guys you can trust. Your satisfaction is our success. Independent Auto Works. All right, thanks for your text today, Chris. Dave from Tumwater says his wife, Chris, says those guys were trying to emulate the Mannings. That's actually a good observation. Could be the direction we're heading, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then Carl with a K, Merry Christmas, guys. So we say Merry Christmas yeah. to everybody. Yes, we do, and, and thank thanks, you all. Uh, uh, um, uh, Randy Holmes with those nice Christmas cards. Yes, Randy, great to yesterday. see you. We just heard Randy in that set of uh, messages as we wrap it up for today. want to thank all of you for uh, tuning our way not only today for the abridged version, but all week and all year long. We're not quite wrapped up in 2021. We'll be back again next week. But to have a great holiday weekend. Merry Christmas to everybody. Man who invented Christmas. Yep. Thanks for that, uh, that Doc. Going to try to watch it tonight. See you later. Roll tape, please. Here's the microphone. Is this thing on? This is KEJO Corvallis. Everybody hear me? We're on in five. And QID. 1240 Joe Radio.